I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the spirit room. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm very, very pleased to be here with you today. We have a lovely guest. Her name is Charmaine, and I'm so glad uh, that she's here to really talk to us about her experience with profound loss and grief. And we met because she and her beautiful daughter attended an event recently that I was holding at Wisteria Inc. Acres. So thank you, Krista of Asteria. Such an amazing place. So definitely if you're local, you should check it out. But really, Charmaine's husband in the spirit world was able to come through that evening. And it really, really touched my heart. And I know it touched a lot of people. So welcome, Charmaine. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share. Well, sort of, but <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. It's one of those things I think it's amazing to share and to talk about. But of course, also there's, I think, that grief that of course comes to the surface and it can be difficult as well. But I'm really grateful that you're willing to come and really share this with us. So thank you so much. Of course. So tell tell us a little bit, I guess, as we get started, um, about your husband and your story. How did you guys actually meet, and how long how long ago was that? We met, and believe it or not, it's so cliche. We met in a coffee shop. <laughs> he basically stalked me and wouldn't leave me alone. I was with somebody else at the time, and yeah, this man just kept staring at me and getting closer because I used to go there after work and just unwind with my friends and just talk about our days. And yeah, like this man would just constantly move closer, and I just couldn't shake him. And then he finally got the nerve to ask, and yeah. And at the time too, I was falling apart with my other partner like badly, and I was like. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready, but let's do this. And yeah, so that was like 20 something years. Here we are. Well, me, not so much him now. Right. So you were, wow. So you guys were together for over 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years. Wow. Yes. Amazing. And yeah. I think it's it's funny that he was so um, persistent. Oh, and gosh, yes. I, it doesn't surprise me just the way that he the way that he came through and the personality and what I kind of experienced with him is that there was literally no doubt in his mind I think like from day one that you guys would be together that's the feeling that I that I and got. I think he knew that I just mm -hmm. didn't know it he knew it before me and he was gonna make me feel it so no matter what <laughs> there you go yeah. and so would you say that when you guys did get together that it, everything kind of unfolded or happened fairly quickly again like I was saying I came out of a relationship yeah. and I just kind of was like 
intrigued by him because he wouldn't leave me alone and he was so constant in my life. And I was like, hmm, maybe it is worth a shot. So I just kind of took it slow with him. And he he was fine waiting. He was such yeah. a, like, wow, he was incredible. He, yeah. <laughs> Most guys probably wouldn't wait around that long for someone to make up their mind. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, it seems to me that he knew, he knew what he was uh, waiting for. There was a sense of, a sense of that. How about like, as far as the timeline goes, how long has it been now since he's been in the spirit world? It'll be two years coming up this May. So right. not that long. Still fresh. Yeah, still recent. And just to introduce him to the listeners, can you tell tell us about him, his name, and just about him? Like, well, tell us a little bit about your husband. Okay. My husband, obviously, I'm just smitten and in love with him so much. <laughs> he is just my heart and my soul. He is, to look at him at first, people are kind of put off because he is about 6'5 and about 300 pounds with tattoos. So people yeah. are like, oh boy. But when you get to know him, he is the biggest teddy bear and he would do anything for anybody. And yeah, he just so generous, so kind, so loving, so just everything that everybody wants. People were jealous of our relationship because he just doted on me and just loved me so like intensely. So yeah. And a great father. Great father. I could feel that really, really strongly. And it was kind of interesting too, because I feel like it's true what you say that I think even, I don't recall if he said these words exactly, but it was almost like he was saying, not everyone really gets a chance to experience what you guys have and had in life and now have in this like spiritual relationship. And so he he kind of made me feel like, okay, this is something very unique and very precious. And even though it got cut short and there's a feeling of like so much loss and so much, almost like that this is a ripoff, like really, right. because you guys had such a amazing bond that he is so grateful and thankful that you got to experience it, that you guys had this in life. And I, I think that's so true. Not everyone can say that they've had this actual true like love in yeah. their life love in their marriage and also that best friend the camaraderie all yes. of those things that's what my it goodness what like. he, just a quick little thing here when we were like 20 years plus into our relationship and when we would go camping and the kids would go to bed we would put like pillows and blankets in the back of the truck and just stay up all night, watch the stars and talk. Like we were not tired of each other. We were so in love even after all those years. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful love story. And I feel like that's something that is so, so precious. So it's really amazing to think of. And I would think too, it makes the loss even more intense or even right. more difficult because what you were missing you that so yeah. yeah I could see that and as far as the events that like led up to his passing what was that like well it's like you were saying it's quite the adventure we've been on 
We had decided to buy a house and get out of the townhouse we were in. And we had just bought this beautiful, our dream house. And we moved in, oddly enough, in May. But then in November is when Bill got his diagnosis of cancer. It just, everything obviously just fell apart and the happiness just washed away and just went into, we got it help him we have to surround him we have to get him through this and there's big teddy bear nobody's gonna hurt him like it's not gonna stop him and yeah so he got sick he went through chemo he went through the radiation got a clean bill of health and we were excited because like going back to the beginning I made him wait 20 plus years to marry me and we had just gotten married. We were only married eight months for, yeah, only married for eight months and then he passed away. So, yeah. So I said, most men wouldn't wait. Yeah, no kidding. So, okay. So he had, he had the clean bill of health Yeah. and then is that, I wonder if that's why I felt when he did pass, it was, it was abrupt and unexpected because is it true that it was very quick that yeah. things went from bad or things went from okay to then like actually dire. A hundred percent. Yes. It okay. just, yeah, it just went downhill so fast and we went in for his scan and like we got the clean bill of health. And then a few months later we went back and he was just riddled with cancer and they were saying, there's nothing we can do. This is stage four. Like talk about your world imploding even more because Wow. Yeah. Well, I would think too, it's, it's everyone's worst nightmare, but then when you actually get that clean bill of health, I would assume then you can relax a little and all of a sudden you get hit with this next sort of, it's like a a bomb being dropped on you all over again. I think Bill always knew in the back of his head because he would always tell me, I don't think they got it all, Shar. I don't think yeah. they got it all. And he was always saying that. And I'm like, come on, baby. I said, they got it all. And you've seen the scans. Like, no, you're fine. And he's like, so yeah. it's kind of, I don't know what the word is, but he just kind of always knew. Mm-hmm. He may have, he may have on some kind of soul level had this, had this awareness, this feeling. For you though, were you quite, were you quite shocked when, you had the the scans and it showed that it was all over oh I knew something was going on because like Mm -hmm. I said we went for our scans he got a clean bill of health and then a few months later it started getting he started dropping a lot of weight because I would weigh him every morning every morning we had our routine I would weigh him we would make his shake we would just do everything to keep him healthy so he wouldn't get sick and everything And I was like, wow, you're like losing a pound here, two pounds, three pounds, something's not right. And then he said he couldn't go to the bathroom anymore. So I kind of knew that I thought we could still fix him. I wasn't prepared for the, no, this is stage four. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is no preparation even, like there's no way to even be prepared for that and you guys have your two children so you have your son and your daughter my son is from a previous relationship the man he stole me away from (laughs) but my son has always looked to bill more as a dad so he was just like again smitten with this man because it was his world too 
And we had another daughter who would have been 15, but she's in the spirit world. Right. We have our beautiful little Arabella. Wonderful. And so she, I know your daughter Arabella was there um, with you for that evening too. So it was, it was, I think, super important that he did show up. And I kind of remember being like, okay, it was winding down. It was kind of like towards the end of the evening. And all night, I kept feeling like I have to go over to these this lady and this girl. I have to go there. But then something would happen. There was another spirit coming in. And it was like, okay. So I kept going. And then towards the end, I was like, oh, no, this is it. Like, I, I need to go here. I knew there was a big purpose. And I felt almost like um, he he made sure. Like he made sure that you guys were not leaving uh, without well, like him again the persistence <laughs> without having this this connection. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that he did. Um, so what would you say has been? I mean, I'm sure there's quite a few things, but what are the most challenging parts of this? sort of journey for you like what what has been the most challenging i'm still processing because you picked up on how i was feeling when you said it still doesn't feel real Mm -hmm. every day every night i still wait for him just to walk in the back door and smile and say hey baby and he doesn't so that is a huge kick because Mm -hmm. waking up in the morning not yeah. hearing him start my coffee or give me the kiss on the forehead that he always would do. It just, yeah. And the fact that it's kind of funny, it's not funny, but now I'm the responsible adult. <laughs> I don't know who thought that would be okay. But <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of hard because going down from like two incomes to one and managing a household and, you know, like, so I would say those are the biggest things for me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's practical things that I think are so different. Your life changes so dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's like night and day. Absolutely. And then I think it's also very, it's almost like a cruel joke sometimes I feel because then as you're at your most sort of vulnerable, mm-hmm. your most difficult like time emotionally, you're then not expected it's like it's necessary for you then to be taking on all of these very practical things that like honestly like who who has the energy or the mental sort of bandwidth to face it sometimes so I could see that it's not only it's not only the profound and intense grieving and and loss and sadness but then it's also oh wait a minute there's all these there's all these real life physical world kind of things that need your attention right absolutely yeah like learning to do things it's just I didn't realize how much Bill did because I mean I know we both shared but just certain things that he did around the house that now I'm doing and I'm like oh my gosh I wish I paid attention because now I'm like fumbling through this and I don't know if I'm doing this right but now here I am trying to make a go of it so that's right and there's also I think this feeling of when you find yourself doing those things, I think it would be sort of also a bit 
maybe a bit triggering because it's like, oh, it's so obvious to you in that moment that the physical presence is not there, that his physical presence is not there. And totally, yes. You get into, I think too, with like relationships, marriage, long-term relationships, you get into a rhythm with somebody and it's just sort of, you get used to, oh yeah, like you take care of this stuff and they might take care of the other stuff and you don't really need to necessarily know the details of all the stuff right. that you might have going on until you do right and right. then it's oh <laughs> so it is sort of like I think yeah like it must be a learning curve for sure yeah. and another thing that like has changed quite dramatically that nobody can really prepare you for mm-hmm. is your friend circle and mm-hmm. that changes a lot mm-hmm. it's amazing how many friends we had as a couple and how many friends I've lost now that it's just me. It's really yeah. bizarre. It's just yeah. hard, again, to wrap your head around that. That, I think, also would be, like, an, in addition to the grieving, there's also this grief for the life that you had before <laughs> that would just be different. But I think, too, sometimes when you go through, like, the trauma of a loss, um, as a person, you kind of shift and change and you kind of realize what's important. Not that you didn't know before, but right. you really get sort of, it gets put in front of you. But also the people that you can kind of rely upon. And then sometimes you just see, oh, wait a minute, maybe, maybe not. Maybe relationships sort of do shift because of it's like that process that you're going through. Right. No, that makes so much sense because, yeah, they, that's, I feel that because, yeah, like people have all these memories of when we were together and that's like, it's not us anymore because now yeah. it's just me and it's like, and just the whole, it's so weird. Like you said, I was aware before, but it's like I was living with sunglasses on and now yeah. somebody's taking them off and the world is so bright mm-hmm. and it's just so intense at times. And I'm like, wow, like I see things and I like more clearly and I hear things and yeah, I don't, it's really quite intriguing. It is, I would say it's, it's probably so it's so intense and it's also so miraculous but it's so painful but then it's also there's like these beautiful like there's beautiful parts but it's just I would say it's probably just so different like and it's so unique for each person so it's one of those things I think what has been um helpful to you like during Bill's sickness like his illness and then his passing and since his passing what's been what's been helpful to you I was well first of all my kids I Mm -hmm. do not know how I would have made it this far without my kids like yeah yeah we chose to keep Bill at home so he had end of life at home and my son and I were doing most of the caregiving for him and I cannot believe how much my son just stepped up and was willing to take on so my, I leaned a lot on my children and yeah, like I have to get up today because I need to get the little one set for the day and I need to get food on the table. And so just having that routine with kids really helped, but it was also yeah. kind of maddening some days because it was like, no, I don't want to just leave me alone. And journaling, I started writing him like not a letter every day, but just writing what I missed about him or what I love the most about him or 
a memory that I had. Oh, that's such a good thing. I think that's a beautiful thing to do. And it would be so helpful for people that are listening because sometimes I think people do struggle with what do I do with all of this love and all of the everything that they're feeling, but it's almost like they feel like it has nowhere to go or there's yeah. no there's no outlet. So I love that. Yeah. I still write down like, oh, I, I miss, I, it comes up a lot in my journal of how I miss how he smelled. He had this one cologne and I just catch whips of it every now and then yeah. in my daily life and I'll write it down and I'm like, oh, I smelt you today. So <laughs> It's beautiful. I think too, whether you write it or you speak it, when you do that with that intention to connect with your loved one, they are so aware of it. They get it. They receive it. They hear it. They know it. And it's a beautiful way to kind of keep that relationship going and to kind of keep that active kind of communication. And I, what I really love is that I feel because that bond is so strong with you guys, and also just because of your being so open, like, and I feel like it's not a struggle for you to know that he's still with you. Like, I feel like that's not something you need to be convinced of. I know he's there. Yeah. I know. I know he's there with like, he's probably standing right beside me right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know he's there. I know, like, I randomly will talk to him too, and I, I, yeah. I don't know if that makes me sound crazy, but I'll be yeah. like, "Okay, Bill, like, yeah. come on, stop messing with me." I know, like, you know, like, tell me how to do yeah. this, Bill, or so I do reach out to him because I do know, for the most part, he is yeah. there all the time. I love it. I love it, and I think honestly, it doesn't take the pain away. No, but I think it allows you to be able to live your human life in such a way that it's you don't feel as alone as maybe you would if you didn't have that knowledge of his presence if you didn't trust in that as much I think it would just be so much more difficult at times so it's a huge blessing that you have that awareness have that feeling what about things that people have done or said that maybe hasn't been helpful for you oh my goodness I just asked because I I think people need to be educated. People need to know. Do not say this to a person. Like, do not, please, do not say this. Oh, my goodness. The the unsolicited violence just came flowing in after he passed. I, like, basically had to cut the world off for a bit because it got way too, like, intense with just people telling me how they think I should live my life. The right. first one that actually upset me the most yeah. was, you have to sell the house now. You can't do what? this on your own. You cannot take care of such a big house. You cannot. And then just like, you need to sell his truck. You need to sell his Harley. You need to like get rid of everything of his. Oh. Like, why? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Extremely presumptuous. I, was right. this one that you knew or... Like not very well or how No, close? these were close friends. That's what I was saying. I, I don't know if I changed my friend's circle or they did. Like I don't know if they just stopped trusting that I could make these decisions without Bill. Right. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, that really stung because I one of the last things that Bill had asked of me was to keep this house. He's like, yeah. You got this, baby. You got this. Yeah. So, and I wasn't going to let it go just because people thought it shit. 
Well, and I would think also it's it's not a very empowering kind of no uh, advice or message to really. No. And I I can kind of see maybe I'm sure people do think that they're being helpful or they're mean well, but I think it's important for like I was going to say unless you've gone through it, but even if you have. Right. It's different for everyone. So I think it's important just to like, I think for people to be sensitive about the, what they're offering and, and how they're, how they're offering it. And also just to recognize that like, there is no right or wrong way to grieve. And it's really none of anyone else's business as far as what decisions a grieving person is going to make. Like that's, that's sort of the bottom line. And so I could see that would be, that would be very difficult. Yeah. Definitely. It's like people thought that Bill was the smart one. Do you know what I mean? And I was not capable of taking on the responsibility. Right. But little little do they know that he's got all the faith in the world in you and you guys are still a team. It doesn't matter that there's a physical distance or any of that. This is absolutely no distance when it comes to your souls and the fact that you're still operating as a team. Yeah. No, I know we are. (laughs) I ask him things. I'm like, okay, so really, Bill, like, I thought this was dealt with. And then it like, then all of a sudden I get the phone call the next day of it's almost like, whoops, I did forget about something. And (laughs) so I I know he still is. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. What about before this or before this loss or even before major loss that you experienced in life? Did you have a sense of believing in or knowing about the afterlife? It's something that's always I've been curious about and I do believe in. And But when I was kind of growing up, you didn't really talk about it. I mean, and I don't think I'm that old, but right. what I mean, it was kind of like, oh. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we talked about in my house either. Right. So I've always believed and I've always just been curious and I've gone to readings and yeah, so... So there was definitely like an unawareness and openness, but just not necessarily something that you were constantly talking about. Right. What about some of the ways that you've experienced Bill's presence? Now, we know that you've had this every once in a while, a bit of that like fragrance. Like what, what, what type of signs have you noticed? I think a few came up in the reading, but what, what have you noticed that you thought, okay, this is him? How long is your podcast? Because I think he tries to send me one every day. Yes. But the yes. most recent one that happened was at the beginning of this week. It was my birthday. And he always used to joke with me. He's like, baby, I'm going to make it snow on your birthday. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And it snowed and I had the Christmas tree up and my daughter came running up the stairs and she's like, mom, she's like the Christmas light. All of them were like dancing when they're like set on solid and it didn't happen any other day, but my birthday. So I know that was him. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, it's like, there's so much magic involved in that. And also this feeling that I feel no matter how much time goes by, no matter what, he's just going to keep bringing it. It's like yeah. he has a determination. And also he has something of a 
it's almost like a childlike quality where he <laughs> wants to be like he just he doesn't mind being the center of attention oh my god he doesn't yes. mind like he wants to kind of react he wants people to like be like oh my god yeah. so i think he's kind of into it like he's like oh let me see what else i can work great what else can i make happen and so i think that's so exciting i mean yeah that's got to feel so so amazing to to have that happen it does but there's times when i am sad because it's yeah. like when i'm looking you know, at it, I almost feel like there's a mirror that's separating yeah. us and he's yeah. on the other side and I can't touch him and I can't see him. And it's just, yes. so times like that, yeah, like I can get stuck and yeah. sad, but then other days, like I said, for my birthday there, I had to laugh because I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. seriously, <laughs> I'm like, well, if you make the Christmas tree lights go out, I'm going to be so upset with you because I am not taking off all the decorations to be doing. Trying, yeah, trying to remedy. He, know, he knows better. I just heard him. He like, knows better, he exactly. Like, oh, no, trust me. He's like, I'm not going to piss her off. Yeah. Um, but he's like, um. Yeah, he is totally like that, that teddy bear energy that you were saying, like that is totally how he comes through. But I think you're, you're so right when it comes down to it, because sometimes people will ask me about like, okay, so you have this ability, you, you know, can connect with your loved ones all the time and how great, and you must not even really grieve the same way. And I'm like, oh God, like I can connect, of course, but it doesn't take the pain away from the, the actual physical Right. loss of this person like that's still even though you have the continued signs and you have the communication you have all that stuff it's still hard and it's still grief and so I think no matter how you slice it it's it's still there's going to be moments where it's just intense and it's just really it's sad so I think that you're so right to say it's both those signs are amazing but also there's days when it probably just feels like okay that's great but could you just be here and could I just yeah. cuddle you you know or could right. we just spend the day together like how amazing yeah. would that would that be so I do yeah I think it's totally reasonable valid and normal to have to feel both yeah, I, I also think like lots of times people do tell me that they have moments where they wake up in the morning and for just a split second they forget. Oh, yes, all the time, every morning. Oh, and it's like, oh, that I think is so heartbreaking because then all of a sudden the reality sets in and yeah. that's like a re, it's almost like being re traumatized. I cannot shake that. And as like when you said that I've still like wait, yeah. I wait for like my body and my mind. I wake up yeah. in the morning and I'm like, I think because I usually wake up in a good mood and I want to start the day and I'm like, okay, today, yay. And then I'm like, oh my God, my life. What the just happened? He's not here. Like, are you stupid? Why are you happy? Like, you know right. what I mean, so like you said, it's like my brain catching up in the mornings. Mm -hmm. It's awful because I'm like, I have yeah. to sit there and just go, okay got this yeah well and I think too because when you sleep you're kind of I think really spending a lot of time in spirit it's a place yeah. where you can kind of be your soul is very very present like you're with Bill basically like yeah. in a different way when you sleep and so then when you come back and then you're brought back into the physical body and you're coming back into like this physical life, that would absolutely be shocking and jarring to the system. Yes. I think 
And so it would make perfect sense to me that, yeah, mornings would probably be difficult. And then I would say, have you noticed that also sometimes the evenings also a bit more difficult? Yeah. Trying to go to sleep at night. It's just, it's, I have these thoughts that just run through my head and then I'm like, okay, like (laughs) you got to get sleep because you're not going to function properly if you're not getting your sleep. And I I don't want to say it in a mean way, but it's like, it comes to me during the day and in my sleep. He's like there too. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, Bill, I get it. I get it. So it's like, yeah, it's very hard. I can't, not saying that I want to, but I can't shake him sometimes, like, especially when I'm trying to go to sleep. There's my thoughts are just so powerful and just nonstop rolling over our entire life for his last few days before he passed. It's just, yeah. I think it's such an intense thing. And then also, mm-hmm. I think when you when you go through loss like this, it can feel and it is like a trauma to not only your like not only emotionally, but I think the physical body literally takes some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Like you could actually feel it in your bones. Like you could feel yeah. it in your body that like it's like just being through going through the rigor. So I think it it's yeah it's you're right when you say that you're still almost like processing everything and so that of course that is something that's take time to truly and I don't even know if we fully ever do process it all because it, it's sort of like I think an evolving kind of journey but just yeah. it is a journey that's for sure so I could yeah I could definitely see that and I would think too for the kids how like how have they coped or how have they really been doing since since your husband's passing my son being a young male mm-hmm. he fortunately I try to encourage him to talk but yeah. he holds a lot in and sometimes when he does kind of hit his tipping point it comes out in anger mm-hmm. and it's not healthy and I've tried to tell him you need to talk to someone but of course again He's got that stigma attached. Oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Right. So he, I don't think, has dealt with any of it, which is, yeah, just I'm waiting for the shoe to drop with him because it scares me. I feel like he's going to have a breakdown. My daughter, I put her in counseling right away and she was going to Krista at Wisteria Acres. (laughs) I just keep her talking and she was also journaling and drawing pictures and I said the more you talk about him the more we remember and the more he's here with us still so I just try to keep her like laughing about things he did or talking about special memories and yeah well I thought it was interesting that during the reading that he had mentioned or I had this feeling like he was showing me horses for her mm-hmm. and that she should come for like the like sort of like the therapy with the horses. Yeah. And, I was, and I remember saying it, you're like, oh. but then I think after you told me or maybe Krista mentioned, I don't know, something yeah. I, I found out after. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's like yeah. he knew obviously that she was doing that. Okay. Um, so that's amazing. And what about for her, like having her dad come through? I guess what was your, did you have any 
expectation or what were you kind of thinking when you went that night? Were you thinking like, okay, I know he's going to come or what were you guys feeling? Well, funny enough is that night my sister was supposed to come to come see you and she bailed at the last minute and Mm -hmm. my daughter was like, I'll come. So I was like, are you going to be okay? Like, there's going to be happy. There's going to be sad. There's going to be story. Yeah, mom, I'm fine. So I was like, okay. So we had dinner and we came to you. And she had told me later that during dinner, she was so quiet because she kept asking for her dad. Just come through dad. Come through dad. For me, I didn't. I already kind of know he's such yeah. a strong presence. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured he, he might have come through, yeah. but I didn't really like expect it. But uh-huh. I, I, I already knew he was there, but yeah. I didn't. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of worked out perfectly. I think that she could attend. And then how did she feel? Like, did she talk to you about it after? Was she quiet? Like, how did how did it go afterwards? She actually broke down and cried because I think it was comfort for her to, like, that he is there and he is paying attention and he is still a part of her life. Like, I I think she knew it and we both know it because she very much um, believes that he's here with us every day. But just to hear you say it, it validated her and she was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, so, and then she just talked about it for so long and she just beamed because she's like, I knew he would come, mom. I knew he would come. Oh, yeah. Sweet. She's, she's, I could just feel that her heart is so, she just has a beautiful heart and I could just feel that very much in just connecting. But so, okay, so this is another question. How did you feel? And just looking back, anything that stands out as far as something that was like unexpected that he brought or something that kind of stands out as something that was meaningful that you got from that connection? You said so much that I (laughs) that kept me up at night in a good way because I couldn't believe that he told you and you knew this and it was just there was a few things I'll start with the dragonfly picture that we have that's right oh my goodness how I don't even know how you knew and it we were it we bought it for this house and it was like a big ticket purchase because we have never bought art like that before and we were both in love with it and it came down to two pieces and he was heart set on this dragonfly one and I was there too so how you knew that I don't know and Arabella and I we talk about it still because we love this piece of art and for you to know that would just mind-blowing right well because I think because too it would have meant so much to him and it was almost like he was trying to say like I'm still I'm still present like it's almost like his part of his essence is tied into that that piece like it's such an important piece of the story a piece of like your guys's you know story but yeah um struck by his energy and just this there's something that happens, I feel, when, I mean, all, of course, all spirit wants to, they all want to communicate. Right. But when there's, oops, when there is a need like that, I think something happens where 
they just have almost like it's almost like a supercharged kind of vibration where they just bring they just bring the information because they're like okay they got they they know exactly what you will need to hear yeah that will be giving you this confidence that oh of course of course that's him because first of all like not who else really knows about it so it's like his ability to bring that and then yeah really just orchestrate like the whole thing so it's and it i think it's also kind of interesting too it goes to show sometimes if there's it's like a testament to him it's a testament to his his love for you guys but mm -hmm. also to you guys for being open especially i think for arabella because she just felt it she right. felt like oh wait a minute like just hang in there because it's him and i think sometimes what happens is if there's especially in a large because this is like a, a larger group event like a demonstration yeah if there's more if there's more people there's more spirit and it's like yeah sometimes when there's two or three that have things in common, similarities as far as like how they passed or different different types of personality traits. We do almost have to keep going and going and getting more pieces of information until we get the one that kind of differentiates. Like, okay, this is the difference. Like this one is this one is with this information, that spirit is that one, and you kind of figure it out. But some people, I think if there's anything, like any one piece that they don't um, understand or they're like, oh no, then it's all of a sudden they shut down and they're like, that's not it. It's not it. Almost stop the flow, stop the connection because probably it's fear of they don't want to be in a situation where they're almost like feeling like, oh, this is not my person. I'm not going to go there. Right. Yeah. But I feel like if you can stick it out like you guys did. I think then this is the the result. Like if you can hang in there and be open, then we have the potential to to bring your person. So I think it's just good for people to know that, yeah, sometimes it doesn't start off perfect. Like there's times when, oh, it is actually kind of a bit of a confusing, almost right. like they let me get this sorted. But then eventually you get there. Once you get there, then everything has the potential to flow. So yeah. Speaking of Arabella, something mm -hmm. that she's still in awe over you was you had mentioned that we have this picture and it's of her and her dad and you just nailed it he's got her up on his shoulder and they both have the biggest smiles and you said it was in our house and yes she has one beside her bed and we have one a big one in the den like how like he was just you know, guiding you to all the right things. hundred percent. And what's also interesting with that is that one, so how it works with spirit is that they have to use the medium's awareness. They have to use like my understanding, my frame of reference for things, right? Yeah. And so I, this is months ago. I don't even know when this would have been. It was a while ago. But it was at Wisteria Acres, a another event just like this. And there was a young lady that I was reading for, and it was her dad, and he was coming through. And he showed me a, a, a picture like that, that she had one like that. Uh, it ended up being, it was the screen saver on her phone, and she showed it to me after. But it was like, oh, okay, he showed it to me. And I'm like, yes, this is important. I know I need to talk to her about this picture. Yeah. And so what happens is once you've had that experience, it's almost, it becomes a frame of reference. It becomes an image that I can understand or an image that I have some kind of 
connection to. So then the next time I go to do a reading or the next, who knows, like the the 500 times since I did that reading, something like that available, if the spirit that I'm, I'm working with that there's something about that it's so much easier for them to show it to me or for me to understand it because I already have made a connection like that I've already had a frame of reference for it and so that's how that kind of works so it's like the first time maybe it's like okay yes if I see that picture clearly then I can get it but sometimes Mm -hmm. it might not be as clear so they work basically on what you can recognize and what you have that reference for so I think that was that was really cool that he knew that that's something I could recognize and something that I would pick up on and I love that she has that she has that picture that's amazing well you also brought up a few other things like you knew that I have his wallet and I take it out from time to time and I just hold it and I just yeah and you also knew that he had a truck and you said something about something dangling in the mirror and you nailed it again because he's got this big beefy man's man's truck that after he passed I was like okay well I I gotta drive it because you nailed it you said that it sitting in there is like getting a big hug from him and it is when I'm driving it's like my place to go when I miss him I'll just take his truck out for a drive but when you said something dangling in the mirror I put a girly touch, so a girly crystal hanging from the mirror with his skull. So I know he's not happy with that. So I know he brought that up. That's hilarious. It's yeah. Being like, mm-hmm, I know exactly what you've done. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But then there was one more thing that you had said that really stood out to me. And it was a song, an older song, like from when Shania Twain like yeah. was hot and popular yeah. like everybody was listening to her there was a song and I totally knew when you were talking about and today when I just had the radio on just playing when I was tidying up that song came on and I was like oh stop Bill like really <laughs> you gotta stop this and you don't hear it very often but it came on today is it you're still the one yes yeah yeah <laughs> It's like, it's just, as soon as you started talking about it, yeah. he just, my whole body was just like filled with all this like energy and it's like he's so intent on making sure that is true. And it's funny because like I was thinking about it, like, okay, should we do this? Should we do the a podcast episode first or should we do the reading first? I was trying to figure yeah. out. And yeah. I feel as though he's like, hello, I'm waiting. Like, we're going to, he knows that he's going to have his chance to totally come through. And so it's almost like he's just hurrying up the process. You know? <laughs> hey, lady, that's good. He said, it's like, oh, it's like hens, hens at that a hen party. Just having yeah. a girl. He wants to, he wants to have his, his say. So I think um, he's just, he's one of a kind. He's literally like, there is no one else like him. And I just, I, part of the reason I thought, oh, this would be amazing. Not only for people, because I think lots of people will gain a lot from hearing about him and hearing about your story and, and all of this, but also it's a way to honor him and it's a way to kind of. I don't know. To me, the heart of what I do is really about healing, like however we can bring healing. But also, like, I think it's important that we do have this space or way or some way to kind of continue to keep them 
very present and alive in in our lives. And yeah. so that's part of the reason too, is I just thought, but it is a way that you can kind of honor him and your relationship and all of it. And something yes. that you can feel like you're actively doing that is in that way, in that honoring. So I'm so grateful and pleased that we we're able to. Yes. Thank you. I mean, it's a hard story like anybody else's mm. story, or I don't know if I should call it a story, but my life. But thank you for letting me share it because the love that we shared, I I will never stop wanting to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I think it's really in many ways why we come to this life is really to experience love in all of its different forms. And I think with the two of you, it's not just this lifetime. You guys have such a profound soul connection, soul bond. There's been lifetimes before together. There'll be lifetimes after. And this is just kind of this, yeah, this is a part of that bigger whole. Like there's such a long history, I think, between the two of you when it comes to your souls. But so, so grateful to, yeah, to get to chat with you about Bill Anything that you would offer listeners as far as, I don't know, like inspiration or any message that you would you would want to give? Oh, that's tough because I know all of you, like everybody's so different and so unique. But I would say it's hard for me to take my own advice, but I, yeah. I would say don't be too hard on yourself. If you can't get out of bed one day, just stay in bed. That's probably the best place, but then you can try again tomorrow and don't beat yourself up because you can't. Yeah. You got to be gentle. I think that's the word. Be gentle with mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really, really good advice. So I will thank Bill very much for his assistance with our, with our episode. Thank you. And, and I will thank you for letting us uh, share. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. And for our listeners, you can always uh, email me if you have questions or to get in contact, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. And I just hope that this episode really touches your heart. I hope that it, it blesses you wherever you guys are listening, whenever you're listening. And yeah, we just, just take, take a moment to really cherish and appreciate the love that we have in our lives and also the love that we have in spirit.